Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today we find ourselves in Leviticus 12 and 13, Romans 13, 8 into 14, 12, and then Psalm 22. As we begin our Old Testament passage, you might be asking the question, what are we to make of the chapters today? Menstruation after giving birth and leprosy, a skin condition that was highly contagious and plagued the people of God for centuries. These two chapters and those coming up in the next few days talk about ceremonial cleanness and purity. Remember, the people were subject to law upon law, for God could not be present where sin and disease existed. What is so sinful about menstruation and leprosy, you may ask? Well, on the surface, nothing. But beneath the surface, both speak of a change in creation. You see, giving birth post-Genesis fall meant you were not only bringing a child into a sinful world, but the process had been cursed by God. Leprosy spoke of the disease that entered into a perfect world post-fall of Genesis 3. In essence, laws had to be put in place to mitigate the post-fall consequences that had been placed on mankind. How might this apply to us today? Well, we're still an imperfect creation due to sin. We still have disease in our world and no matter how much we try, there is no escaping this broken world. Which is why we rejoice that through Jesus we can be found righteous before God. We can draw close to him rather than finding ourselves uh, trying to achieve endless laws and falling and failing in that process. Jesus is our salvation. He is our hope that not only are we made new in him, but one day he will return in all glory and splendour, bringing about a new heaven and a new earth. So our application really from the Old Testament is to look to the future to look how God will make everything new again. As we head into Romans, many view the Bible as just a book of rules. But in our passage today, we learn that it's actually about love. The love of God to send Jesus. The love of God to forgive. The love of his followers to care for others. And the love of his followers to share the gospel message of love. This does not mean that God tolerates sin or that we should, but rather because of our love for God, we seek to live a holy and pleasing life before him which is what leads us into chapter 14 and the matter of judging others. We're to be entirely focused on God, not on whether we are right before others. You see, if we truly love God, then truly love others, we won't be tempted to try and gain the status of being right or being better than others. Love of God and love of others doesn't seek recognition or the demise of others. Rather, it seeks gospel transformation in each and every situation. Consider today how you can actively show the love of God in your interactions with others. I would also encourage you to consider whether you need to seek forgiveness from someone you have recently judged, for it's not your place, but God's to be the judge of all things. Finally, today we have Psalm 22. The words at the start of the psalm are quite striking. David questions the trial he is facing. More than that, he questions why he has been left alone by God, with God apparently nowhere to be found. David makes repeated calls to God, yet no answer returns. What comes next is quite unexpected. Instead of blaspheming against God, the psalmist begins to recount the works of God, drawing close to the promise that God is still there and still has the power to save. In verse 28, the psalmist shows his confidence in the kingdom of God and that God will rule forever. Certainly not a common response to severe trials, is it? What we have today is a masterclass in handling various struggles in life. We do not deny that the trial causes real suffering, but rather than complain and start playing the blame game as to whose fault it is, we are to humbly come before King Jesus and seek his glory to shine through. What trial are you in today? 
How are you responding? Are you sulking or are you remaining resolute in Jesus? The test of one's faith is not in the day of plenty, but in the day of trial. So keep your eyes on Jesus and victory in his name. Let's pray together. Father, we recognise that there are parts of your word that seem to not really apply to us today. But when we dig below the surface, we recognise that every element of your word does apply and can encourage us to look to Jesus. Father, we praise you that your word is about love, the love you have shown us and the love that we are to show others. Father, we pray that we would be a people, yes, not tolerating sin, but being loving in all of our actions. Father, we praise you for King David here, who writes about his struggles and his trials. Father, help us follow his example, not playing the blame game, not trying to see who's at fault, but instead being resolute in Jesus and victory in his name. So Father, take us today in that victorious cry of salvation belongs to our God. We pray in your name. Amen.